What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 47 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, former NBA player Kenny Williams joins in. Kenny played for the Indiana Pacers and was actually a teammate of mine overseas, man. That's right. As Kenny was finishing up his career, I was starting mine and we had the opportunity to play together. It was always great hooping with Kenny and he's a great friend till this day, man. I'm glad I could share this episode, this conversation we had with Combo Nation. It would mean the world to me and is really important to me if you leave a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. You know you can follow me on Instagram at one combo That's O-N-E. T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Let's get into it. Oh, man. Kenny Williams. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Drew. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. It's great to hear you, man. And good to see you doing some good things, man. You know? Yeah, man. I always uh, appreciate you, man. For sure. Yo, you, you know what's funny? What's that? When, you go, when you go to Israel, what do you think? What do you think when you, when they talk about Kenny Williams? What do you think the first thing they say in Israel? Yeah, I mean in Israel, you know, man, I'm. I, I think I, I think it's I think it would be one or two things depending on who you ask because you know in Israel I've always been a household name from the time I first got there. So, right. you know, you'll have people that will bring up the, the check passport um, right. <laughs> that, that, that went on there or you will have them to speak. You will have them to maybe say something about. Um, um, I mean, I was always known that, you know, I was always known for when I step on the basketball court, I played I played a game man. nothing affected me, whether I was sitting with friends until two or three in the morning or whether I was out somewhere, you know, but when I stepped on the court, it was just different. I mean, even to say that on my profile on the internet, like he's known to, <laughs> he's known just to kind of just, you know, when, when it's game time, he's a different person. So I don't know. I, th- I just think it's who depends on who you ask. You know what I mean? Right. For me, because, you know, my kids are Israeli. I speak Hebrew. I've been there for forever you know it's like home for me you know yeah definitely man well the first thing a lot of people will say when when i I first got there kenny williams got an amazing player but he's crazy man he's crazy no (laughs) but listen but listen listen you you you've seen me you've been around me that's not even my personality i know you're not crazy i know yeah no but you know know, but but that's what they do there they label you that's what they do but it's not just in israel it's also italy you know they don't understand, like, here in America, you know, before anybody is thinking about any type of profession, this is what they're doing, hanging out with friends. Um, yeah. me, me, I might drink a beer here and there, maybe, maybe. I'm, that's where I am now. That's, you know, and as I got older and once I, you know, my kids started getting older and, you know, I'm 49 now. So, you know, this year I'll be 50. So, you know, you, 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 go, you grow through life. I met you when you were 38. Yeah. That's crazy, and and it's and that's the way it is because in overseas they really go through the whole process of eating right. They eat right anyway. They eat more healthier than people here in America. But when they're playing a professional sport, they are really into the professional sport. They don't be out. Well, some of them, you know. Nah, the Americans used to be out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, but even I'm, the Israelis, there were certain Israelis that would be in there. Certain, there was, certain. Yeah, but they wouldn't be out until eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Gilly, Gilly Mosesen, Mike, Mike Woods. Those clubs used to be open till five. I never seen one close. No, they they stay open until that. Once they see that you know it's starting to clear out, you know. But like in Israel, especially, man, they keep going until six, seven o'clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I never seen a place close. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Only when it started to get a little bit, um, I you know, towards the end, everybody was trying to go home. But it was already six, seven o'clock in the morning. Then we still didn't go home. We went to Dixie's. <laughs> I remember that man. That was good food. Soho and Dixie's. Those were the two spots. Exactly. And like when I look at you now, man, you know, I watch your podcast a lot, and I watch your episodes and stuff. 
And I remember, you know, um, you know, it was towards the end of my career, but I still wanted to play and 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 all of that. And I remember when I came to the team, they said, "Yeah, they got one American there." <laughs> 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 so, and you know, I, I'm not telling the story over, but I'm just saying I remember when I first walked in and I saw you and um, everybody started speaking English. You said, hey, oh, all of y'all speak English now? Because when, since I've been here, no one spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the first thing with you that I noticed. You was like, oh, oh, you speak English? Oh, you speak? Oh, you speak? It was, it was funny. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we just kind of started vibing and talking. I remember <laughs> the best, the best part about what we used to have the uh, car rides was hearing the old uh, NBA stories, man. And I used to hear the stories about Reggie Miller and any good ones for us, man. Any good Reggie stories? Let's see. I, uh, I, I think, I think with Reggie, I think. Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, he always worked hard, man. He used to shoot like a thousand shots before practice, and he used to stay after practice, and not just when you were when you guys were on yes, the pace. Not just shoot a thousand shots. He used to make. You know, and he probably used to make more than that. And so w- when I saw right. him doing that, um, I said, let me try. You know, let, if he's doing it, you know, it must be something that's going to be beneficial to his game because he's staying after practice and he's there before practice and he's doing these things. Right. So I didn't start making a thousand. I started out by making like two or three hundred. And it right. really did make a difference. And so I, I thought yeah. your mid range was your mid range was one of the best you were probably one of the better mid-range players I ever played and you know what's funny you know yeah. what's funny Andrew if when you come to Atlanta and you see me play now you're gonna say wow you know and I'm not saying this because it's me I just you know I'm playing every day probably three or four hours a day uh right, I run right. my own league here out of LA Fitness so I'm always you're playing three or four hours a day at 49 yeah, years old I go to the gym That's at around crazy. four and I don't leave to about seven seven thirty uh of right. constant running up and down. You know, I'm still the same size. And, you know, it's funny that you say my mid my mid-range was like that because a lot of people say that now. Like, man, you are just I just never been hurt. I've always stayed right, in the gym. Right. As long as you you used to eat that you used to you used to eat that falafel before that you said it was like you were you used to tell me you were like a dick. I, <laughs> I don't know how you did that. You I used to be like, Andrew, come on, let's go across the street and get something to eat. Man, I just went across to get a little snack. You had like two. I was like, <laughs> how can you eat like that, man, and play? You said, I don't know, Kenny, man. I just I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> you was like, I just do it. I mean, we had so many fun conversations, but that was your beginning. And you actually played for Jerusalem uh for a little while, I believe. Right, so right. Same yeah. team I spent so much time on. So I I yeah. felt like that was kind of destined a little bit to run across you and 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 for... they love they they definitely love you in Israel. You and PJ Tucker are probably the two guys they talk about the most. Yeah, man. You know, like I said, my kids are Israeli, and like I said, I speak. I need matabeg bitachav ani lotse You sound like Rabbi. <laughs> so you know, my daughter is fourteen now. Uh, my son is ten. Uh, my youngest daughter is seven. So you know. Um, I couldn't just I didn't want to just speak English because I want to be able to conversate with them um on their their level. And and, and right. so that's why um I really took an initiative to push forward with learning Hebrew. Um actually tomorrow Thursday I have a meeting at the Weaver School here in Atlanta. It's a Jewish uh high school. And I'm actually doing a podcast from there. So I'm going there to talk to the basketball team and you know, talk to some of the younger kids. Uh, because my daughter may be going to the high school there because she's going to come here and live uh, with me. Uh, right. So, yeah, man. So when I see you doing your thing on Instagram, I'm like, wow, man. Biggest story that sticks out with me, man, is I remember <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I can't. I can't. When I Every time I hear your voice, Go ahead, man. the coach used to say, you're not doing You're like, don't say that. <laughs> I was like, that's just the way they are, you know. And uh, you developed, man, and so quickly and so fast, you you, you learned uh, what it was like to be a professional. And then you started your own thing. You know, you're creating your destiny, you know? Right. And with social media, I think it's a lot easier to create your destiny now in like 2018. Yes, it is. Because you have so many. um, I never even heard of this app that you told me to download. You have so many apps now that you can do so many 
uh, creative things with, you don't even really need a, a, a video camera anymore if you have the right phone. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't need anything. Right. Man. It's crazy. Right. And so now, like I said, um, I run my own league out here in Atlanta, and uh, I represent right. them, and, 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 and they play similar to you. They, their game is very similar to your game. Uh, you know, right. ball handling. Right. Um, I believe I can jump higher than you. I still like to jump higher than you, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted so so yeah, so you're you're into the uh you're, you're an agent now. I wanted to uh you know a lot of kids ask me because this is important. This is the important stuff. This is where we're gonna bring value to my okay. listeners. You know, a lot of the a lot of the kids ask me, how do I go overseas, man? Like, how do I do it? And I try and tell them, man, to be honest, the best way to go overseas is to go to the best school possible and put up the best numbers. <laughs> it's really just as it's really just as simple yeah. as that. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I, I, you, you're, you're definitely right. If you can get to the best school, because, you know, they look over D2 schools and D3 schools. Right. They, they, they look over because they feel like they can get a player that's riding the bench from the University of North Carolina or from Duke, and he'll be better than the person that's in the second division. Well, that's not true. Uh, right. Because of course, of course. they're just going after the name. And once that player gets there and then they figure out, oh, he's not what I want. And it's not even about the university, because even some NBA players got cut from from Israel, like Bradley that played with the Celtics. He got cut. He was he was he was playing with me. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if he got cut, really. Yeah. He, I'm not sure. Yeah, they let him go. It was it was like it was like they didn't really make. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't concrete that he got cut. It was kind of like in between. He like wanted he got, to leave. I believe he, but from what from what yeah. I was told, because I'm real close with with Jerusalem. So even until today, you know, and yeah. I feel, and it's funny. Like if you would if you would see us play, he wasn't the best player right. on the team. You know, at that time he was like 18, right. 19. Right, but, right. Yeah. So I know a lot of guys that got cut. You know, um, uh, from the team uh, in Israel because it's it's different, man. You know, you got to get you got to be a people person. Um, you can't just, right, right. I think that's is that important for you as an agent to make sure the kid will be a good person, because I mean, a lot of the time, like, and this is another thing too. I want to talk about, like, I think people don't understand that they're not really evaluating talent over there when they're bringing in players. They're just looking at the school mm-hmm. you went to, the numbers mm-hmm. you put up, and the position you filled. Of course, they're going to watch the right. video. I mean, they're not going to they're not going to bring somebody to. To, uh, without watching a video, but the most important thing is, like, it, it, it's sad that it's like this, but they're not just going to look at two videos and say, this guy is better than this guy, let's bring him in, or this guy fits better. They're going to be like, this guy went to the right. school. Right. You know what I mean? They're not, it is, they're not going by the eye test, which is kind of sad, but that's just the reality. Right, because, you know, basketball is not their first sport in Europe. It's soccer. So, and, right, and, right. They don't know it. They don't know it like Right, us. and so it's like, I've seen, like, I've seen a, I've seen but a, I, but Kenny, it must it must have got better now by two thousand nineteen by when the, we when we were playing and you were way before me. They must have more no, knowledge no, now. Because what's happening? That's what I was about to tell you. Some of the players yeah. that were players are coaches now. I don't know if you, I don't right. know if you remember John. He's now right, 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 right. He played for Paul Tel Aviv and uh, yeah, these guys were these guys were a little bit yeah, coaches, yeah. So but I'm, I was just giving you yeah. uh, an example. Now he's the assistant coach with a lot. And Iran was a uh, Iran, uh, you know, he's a friend of mine and, and all, but he, his he was a real athletic uh, Israeli. You know, he could jump and he could shoot and stuff. Now he's the assistant coach. So most of the coaches in Israel are former players, and not. And I'm sure it's like I'm sure it's like that. Yeah, but not all of them yeah. were, uh, you know, that's coaches now. They weren't main players, a go-to guy on the team. So he's only gonna coach right. what he knows, and right. if you don't have somebody that that's been in that position, and I'm not saying that you have to be a basketball player to be a great coach, but this day and time, it's a different kind of respect level coming from the players. I don't know if you've seen that. Like these young players today, they're just very aggressive, and you know, if you're not the type of co- if he see that you're not a strong coach, they'll just get out there and do whatever it is that they want to do. So, and that's right. one of the reasons why I'm going to go and coach you um, because I still can play at 49, you know, and, and, and play right. on a high level. I'm not talking about barely running down the court. No, I'm, I'm still dunking. I'm still doing a lot of the same stuff I did when I was younger. Maybe not as jumping as high, but I'm still dunking. You know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, like I said, I, I don't, you know, my, my, I've settled down a lot now. I'm not single anymore. So it's, it's more or less, you know, you got to do your daily duties as a husband, as a partner, as a, um, you got to do your job, you know, in the relationship. So, you know, I'm not single anymore. So I don't really go anywhere, but just, you know, doing, you know, trying to get players opportunities uh, and not always from ACC. It's not about just the money for me. It's about, you know, taking these guys from smaller schools and building them into uh, helping them to, to think differently, to get to the level that they want to be on. So I right. have this- so are, 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 are teams, are teams and agents overseas open to signing these guys in the, in, in the, in the better league. Yeah, because they know I'm not going to come to them with the player that can't play because my reputation means a lot too because they know the kind of player that I am. They know I've been over, playing overseas for about 17. I played for 17 years in Europe. I, I retired at 42. Right. So I was playing with you at yeah, 38. Then I played another one or two years. I was like, yeah, 42. So, right. Um, so, yeah, man, you, you just have to be um, – I like to sit down and talk to these players and not talk at them, but talk with them and help them see, hey, man, you got to change your ways. You get some sacrifices you have to make until you can get to a point where, but until then, you just got to keep working. And that's what I tell them. I still get in the gym. I play with them. And a lot of them can't stop me. So I'm saying if you can't, even though I know I have a lot of skills in being 6'11", but if you can't come close to stopping me, how are you going to stop somebody that's 22 my size? I'm 23. You know, right. So this is what I try to sit down and talk to them about. It's not just about basketball. It's about how they think about where they want to go um, with basketball, because now, you know, as you can look around the league, they're not putting up with with problem players. You know, um, they're not going to put up with it because you got a lot of the fans, you know, weighing in on certain stuff that happens. You know, when I look at uh, Carmelo Anthony, you know, He's such an amazing um, – right. I really feel like, um, you know, he can do a lot more than just score. He can rebound. He can post up. You know, it's a lot more that he could do, especially with his size. This is the size – his size is the size of the point guards now. You know, there's really no more six-foot point guards no more. You know, yes, and, exactly. and it's continuing – to me, it looks like, I mean, it might be some seven-foot point guards, I mean, other than the Greek and Durant. Right, look – Look, Giannis is bringing up the ball. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, the game is continuing to evolve. I really feel the game is going to be global. I I think they're going to add a couple of teams to the NBA from Europe um, eventually. Or make a conference out there. Yeah, it's going to be something like that because, you know, as an agent, you talk to other agents and you hear stuff and, and, you know, it's – you know, it was just like before the internet came. They was already making the hard drive and you're wondering, why are you making this part – you know, they was, you know what I mean? They telling <laughs> yeah. you, hey, in a few yeah. years, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. You know, you could never imagine the way, like what we just spoke about now, like the way social media is. And um, I yeah. was going. The teams used to get the, the teams used to get the video on the cassette tape or the CD. Yeah. It wasn't the, it wasn't the cassette tape, but I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you can upload, you know, all of your video to a certain, uh, uh, you know, you don't even have to use CDs no more. You know, they can. They have access right. to when I first when I first went over it was like a combination of both. They were starting to do like YouTube uh-huh. links, but it definitely see DVDs exactly. as well. Exactly, sure. exactly, yeah. And so it's just incredible where it has been because, like I said, I was a computer science major, so we were building hardware for the computer. And I remember distinctively asking, "What, what is this part? Oh, you're gonna see in a couple of years. It's gonna be this." And this was way way right. before the internet, so. Right, I pre- I mean that's what I appreciate about you. Like obviously you were playing in the league in the '90s, but you learned how to adapt, and you you know that things are always changing. And you gave me a quote today actually that like everything's always changing. I forgot the exact mm-hmm. quote, but it's like you know you have to always reinvent yourself. You always have to get better because times are changing. Of course, like you look at Vince Carter, he, yeah. he re- reinvented himself. You know he accepted. Okay, I don't care about starting. I just love the game. So. You know, right. And he's going to be and he's great with podcasting and commentating. He's going to have a great career. Right. And so in the beginning, you know, it just looked like he was, you know, on a mission with something else. But he settled into his role, you know, teams. And then you have guys that's 10 years younger than him is out of the league. (laughs) You know, 
Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's only him and Dirk left. Yeah, right him, Dirk. Yeah. Um, was Vince in the league when you were in the league? No, he was actually. He, right? he had just came. He had, he had just okay. came. So, it, it, you know, people, it's like a crabs in a bucket. Everybody's trying to, you know, when it comes to basketball, everybody's trying to get to the the ultimate level, which is the NBA or in Europe somewhere. So, which is the way it should be. Everybody should shoot to play at yeah. the highest level possible. Yeah, but they, they need to put in the work, man. It, it doesn't – it's 100%. not like before, man. It, you know, it's so many skills. Like, it's so funny because I saw the Euro stuff before it came to Israel. I mean, before it came to America. Right. You know, it's funny. When I first got overseas, I was like, yo, why did you shoot off the right hand and the right foot? Like, right. it's crazy. Because, you know, YouTube wasn't – I mean, YouTube was out there, but we weren't seeing exactly. as much. So. Exactly. And, you know, over here, when you're a big man, they throw you under the basket. But in Europe – I've been playing against guys. When I first went to Italy, I was playing against guys seven foot that was shooting out. I was like, what is that? You know, because in my mind, most yeah. big men were under the basket. And Italy has a lot of Italy has a lot of tall dudes. Exactly. Like, like you know, they, there's so many of them. Exactly. And they've been shooting yeah. threes and, and you know they're not the most they're not the most athletic, but they have a high exactly. skill set. Exactly. Dudes, you know? And so I've been seeing the Euro step before it come to America. I've been seeing uh, you know, guys right, step right. off the wrong leg and with the wrong, well, what we considered them to do. That was just so, that was just so wrong what they were teaching kids <laughs> in America. Like, it was like putting them right. in the box for no reason. Right. You know? And I've always been the player, you know, when I was with Indiana Pacers, I was playing the 2-3, you know, so, and I'm right, and I'm right, 6'11". Right. So, it wasn't that many at that time, 6'11", other than Walt Williams, Billy Owens, which is my graduating class, Walt Williams, Billy Owens, Christian Naitner. Uh, Mahmoud, Chris Jackson, Malik Sealy, um, Sean Green. Um, that's my graduating class. Sean Green's been on the podcast a couple of times. What was it like playing? You know, with it's Sean, so man? funny because we knew uh, when he went to Oak Hill Academy, military academy, when we were in high school, right, right. And we were all Americans together. So I've been knowing Sean since I was about fourteen. Uh, yeah, about about wow, about okay. fourteen, fifteen, because we were ranked at the time. You know, I was ranked top five and then once I got a little bit more in high school I was ranked me and Alonzo Morning and and Gerard Mustaf but I was top three coming out of high school uh, I was prop 48 right and so what I did was I went out to junior college in Kansas which was uh in that in that uh in that league it was myself uh, Larry Johnson Carl Herrera Sean Kemp uh, right so, you know Larry you know, it's crazy. I had Larry Johnson on the podcast. Too. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you got to listen to that one. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. He, Like I said, yeah. me and him were junior college All-Americans. He went on to UNLV. And I went back right. home and sat for that summer. I said, I'm going pro. You know, I had already had a lot of agents calling me. I was already ranked top three. So it was, you know, I, I knew that I was going to get the opportunity. So let me, So let me ask you a question. Are you the school of that? You know, a lot of guys who play in their era feel like there is the best, which is which I don't find a problem in that. But do you believe that every era gets better? Because I believe like the NBA right now is at, like from top to bottom is the most talented it ever been. I don't know how you would feel about that. Well, um, when you talk about the classes that come out, I mean, if, if you look at the class right. that come out, like our whole uh, McDonald's All-American class went pro. Everybody. I, I, I'm, I'm almost sure maybe a couple of that 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 didn't. But I just right. What I'm saying is though, when you were playing the league, mm -hmm. was it a higher level then or now? Because I think it's now. I think that <laughs> no I think the highest level is now because yeah, they are allowing the big man if he can shoot to shoot. Whereas before, if like I told you earlier, it was just the big man. You under the basket, you just rebound and that you don't, you don't shoot. Right, right. It was crazy to see like like Manu bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> So it was, you know, like I said, the game has evolved where players are not, they, they call them two-way players now, you know, where they can. Yeah, but back when you were playing, everybody was a two-way player. Yeah, when I, yeah, back when I was playing. But like I said, just the yeah. big men weren't, you know, you, you played inside out. Now, right. like every every team, it was it's like a copycat league, like how every everybody wanted to play the same. Now, back then, everybody wanted like two big doofy centers. Exactly, you know? a big center, <laughs> a two big center, yeah. and then a real strong big power forward and then a splash right. so that's why you know playing the two three um with indiana mostly the three you know i was able to kind of just roam around and use my athletic ability um uh, 
shoot from the outside and catch lobs. That's what I was doing a lot of, you know, getting out on the break. Just right. They would throw the ball up and, you know, and I was just come out of nowhere. Yeah, you always need you always need a guy like that in any era. Yeah, yeah, you need somebody yeah, that yeah. can just play in between and kind of pull pull it yeah. all together. And that's right. that's kind of how I was. Right. I was kind of like a. You would have fit. You would. You know what? If you were in this era, you would have exactly. fit well. You would have just been. You would have just been working on your three more, and you would have exactly. been fine. You'd be able to switch up. You would be able to switch and pick a rolls. You would be able to dribble. So you would have fit really well. Well, see, a lot of yeah, the yeah, lot sure. of the situations with me, I always been the leading shot blocker, the leading rebounder, most of the right. time the leading score. The lead. so for me, why I didn't shoot a lot of threes was, and I shot a lot of threes in Jerusalem. You know, it's funny, like like over the years, the even the lanes changed and everything, and and the line they moved the line back the year I was in Jerusalem. Right, you know, it, it changed so much from the time you started right. there till now. Y'all even ended there the time you ended there. And now, right, right. So they had that trap. They had that trap boy, that trapeze uh, lane. Remember? <laughs> yeah. But see, I was used to that. Yeah. I've been overseas playing already. What? Yeah, right. Twelve years before I met you, you know, because I always try to stay somewhere inside of the three so I can get the rebound as well. That was my mentality. Like, I didn't want to just shoot and just run back down the court. I wanted to shoot and still come in to try to get the rebound. That was just my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's so, all. I remember that. Pass me the ball. Play off. Yeah, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have to wait for nobody to pass me the ball. I would go get it off the, off the board. No, I know, but I remember, I used to remember you saying, "Pass me the ball, man." I'll get yeah, right because that's what I'm saying. But see, guys, don't know how to. And then you were, and then you had the Israeli accent back. Then. Yes, man. Funny, my believe it's funny that you're saying that because my English is much better now. But when I first, <laughs> it, that's crazy for you to say, right? My it is. is no, it's crazy now. because when I first came yeah. back here, I mean, I was coming back here, but I wasn't staying a long time. I was only here for like a couple of days, and I would be right, right. back because my children was young. And when I came back this time, my mom was like, wow. I actually said, eh, I don't know. I, uh, you, yo, you, yo, you used to go. Eh. You told me because like, you, you were originally from New York. I was born there because my mother. And, yeah. That's what I mean. That's, yeah, what I mean. Then, that's what I mean. Yeah, you were born there because you yeah. told me that. And then it's, it was funny to hear like a dude that was born in New York. I started talking to him. He goes, eh. I'm like, yo, I'm in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's but crazy. I was so young. <laughs> I, I was young. You know, my mother and father worked. In, you all oh, back then. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. real young. My mother and father was working in a, uh, in Long Island, and, you know, making windshield for cars. And then my mom was like, no, I got to get my kids in the South, you know. So, you know. We went right. down south, and 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 I was like I said, I was very young, so I could say that I'm, you know, I'm I'm more North Carolinian at that time than what I was because I was I was very young, you know what I mean? And so then my all my English got twisted up being in Italy for three years. You know, I spoke like sixty percent, and I still do. And but my Hebrew, when I first met you, I probably was speaking about I don't know seventy five percent Hebrew. I probably got your English better again. Oh, <laughs> somewhat, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, just talking yeah, to me. Because yeah. I was talking to you most of the time, like whenever we were going to practice and we were sitting down having those long conversations, and you know, yeah. and that that was man. It seemed like it was just yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it seemed crazy. like it was just yesterday. Yeah. So it's over ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, and that's crazy. crazy. And that's why I say a lot of people when they look at me, they don't think that I'm forty nine. And I say, yeah, man, I'm forty nine. You know, eating culture, it it it, 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 it helps your diet tremendously. And I never thought about no diet i feel like the food i feel like the food is yeah it, it is fresher over there and it's it's very yeah, organic yeah. you know especially like in italy you know you know how you knew like stuff was real out there like because i played in denmark for a year too and even in denmark like all the food used to spoil faster <laughs> which means there was like less preservatives <laughs> yeah. in it like those strawberries those strawberries are really good and then they get really <laughs> bad real quick because it was right real, you know right that's what i'm yeah, saying yeah. so when i used to see the outside markets and stuff like that. That's why I used to buy my stuff from. I'm not a big, I'm not a big yeah. health uh, person, but I know being in Israel and being in Europe for that long period of time, eating that type of food, it helped to preserve how I look and how I feel. You know what I mean? Definitely. Because when I Definitely. eat this food now, like you know, uh, my wife now is from Brazil, so uh, I eat a lot of South American food, but I still cook Israeli food. I still go to the Israeli restaurant here in Atlanta. You know. And I used to love the. Remember the hum shuka we used to get in Renana? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. I wanted to ask you, like, you know, when you were in the league, it was so much more physical. Do you feel like the game is missing something now, or are you? I, like, I'm kind of cool with it. Like, I like to see the up and down, the high scoring, the free flowing. I, 
I wonder, I wanted to know what you felt about it since you kind of played in an era that was a lot more physical. Well, I won't really say it was a lot more physical. They just let you get away with a little bit more than now. I mean, the way the way the Pistons were playing against Jordan. Oh, yeah, 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 man. They, I mean, they you know, um, they came in and cleaned it up a little bit because even if you look around at the names change, like the, it used to be the Washington Bullets, they changed it to the Washington. Right, right. Everything's more PC now. Yeah, yeah, everything. Because this generation, Andrew, I don't know if – I'm, I'm sure you can pay attention to it, but this generation is different. They're, they're more – Sensitive. They're more sensitive and they're a little bit more aggressive. They're a little bit more aggressive than what we were. You know, when coaches talk, when, when I was coming through, you just listen. You, you you didn't, you couldn't really say, right. no, you don't do it like that. You need to do it like this. And th yeah, no, even when I, even, even when I came, like my college coach, it was like a dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, he, my college coach was, rest, rest in peace to him. Yo, he was right. crazy, man. But, but that's the way it is, though, Andrew. That's what I'm saying. But see, like now, yeah. you know, you you, you got to kind of be careful about what you say to one of these players because you never know how he's going to respond, you know. And it, it may not be with just word of mouth. It may be, you know, something physical. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it may be something physical yeah. in this day and time because they're a lot younger going to the NBA. Almost everybody, the average age in the NBA is what now, 25, 20? Yeah, it got, it it's got lower. way lower. It's a, it's a so younger I league. Went in the NBA because because I mean because it's just like the stars and then half the people are just uh, potential. Like they're trying to see who's gonna right. fit in, and it's almost it's almost like it's development in the league. Like it was a it was more of a man league right. before. And see, I was, was eighteen when I went yeah. to the NBA, so it wasn't. I was the youngest when I came in at the time, so it wasn't really right, a lot right. of young players in the NBA at the time. Most of everybody was thirty five. You did one. You did, you did one year at JUCO. I did one year at JUCO out in Kansas. You know what's you know what's crazy? Like a lot of the guys that have been on my podcast that played in the league, like you, Smush, Larry, uh, Larry Johnson. You guys all were mm -hmm. JUCO players, so it, it kind of shows it don't matter where you go; it matters what your game is like. Well, they you know? watch you, Andrew, from the time somebody, from the time people start to you know you got scouts out there watching you when you're 12 years old. You know, when, yeah, I mean, now just social media is like a scout itself. Like, everybody just sees everybody. And, you know, exactly. Anyway. But what I'm saying back then, yeah. though, man, they were scouting you. I mean, think about yeah. it. I went to the NBA making a lot of noise from 10 to 17. Um, and, right. and how did right. I get discovered? You know, and one, I remember going into the pre-draft camp in Chicago, and I remember going in, uh, Phil Jackson called me in, you know, because when you go to the, pre-draft camp you go back to your room what was what, what, what was Phil like I mean I think it was from the, the the little bit of time that I met him because like I said before the draft you know you go to the Chicago pre-draft camp you go to the workouts right. and the five on five you go back to your room and they they put you a letter under the door who uh you should go and meet so I remember meeting Phil Jackson and uh he told me tell me about your life I said oh I, I skipped a lot of stuff I was like oh yeah I'm from Elizabeth City um, I grew up in Elizabeth City, blah, 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 this and that. So Gary Krause was like, no, let me tell you how your life went. Second grade, you went to J.C. Sawyer Elementary School. Then you went to Trigg Elementary School. You had a girlfriend. Her name was D I mean, he went from elementary school all the way up through cop, through where, how I got there. They have the detectives on you? Well, like that's how it is. That's what I'm telling you. Like, you got scouts out there that you don't even know he's a scout. He may be looking like he's somebody that's just coming to watch the game, but there are scouts out there watching players from the age of 10, 12, you know, especially if they're they're good. You know what I mean? You think it's still like that? You think it's still I like think that it's now? Double. Obviously, it's, obviously. It's, yeah, it's, it's double. double right? But see, now, here, here's the situation now. Back then, you didn't have a lot of young parents. See, today, you have a lot of younger parents and their mothers and fathers. Is I had a lady tell me the other day, uh, I went to one of the, the, the Weaver school, the Jewish um, high school, and they was playing, actually, ironic enough, against a Muslim high school here in Atlanta. And I said, wow, this is crazy. Um, but I had this lady actually come out. Her son played for the team that beat that school. She said, yeah, he's good, but you should see my little one. Yeah, everybody's saying he's going to be a D1 player. I said, well, how old is he? He said, oh, no, he's just 11. I'm like, that's way too far. You know how much stuff can happen in between that time? He can twist his ankle. He might. 
He might right. not grow. But see, the parents <laughs> are younger now. So they're looking at they already got their kids in there at 10 pumping weights to try to get him into the NBA or the NFL or, you know, the National uh, Baseball League. They're already taking yeah. these kids. Let them grow to a certain size first, and then you can start getting them. Let them be a kid. Let them be yeah, a kid. Yeah, let them be. Don't, don't yeah. have your child. You talking that around your young child saying, oh, he's going to be a D1. Everybody's saying he's going to be a D1 player. Hey, you put you already installing that in his mind. Let him be where he yeah. is and soak up everything where he is at each step of the way. You can't think too far down the road because there's so many things that can happen in between there. So right, right. one thing about me is I, I, where, where I was mentally, I didn't pay attention to, oh, he's the number three player in the country. He's the, other, other friends was coming to me telling me that. I wasn't focused on that. I was focused on where I was, you know, into right. my bag where I am right now, this is where I am. I need to learn everything I can right now. Now, when I go to the next um, next school, I can, I'm going to learn everything that I can right now. So that's how I approached it. Um, I never thought right. too far down the road. My parents never tried to push me just so that I can go and go to the league so they, they can be straight for life. No, they never did that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a different era. It's a different time. Um you know, with a lot of the different movements out here now, you know, Me Too and, and all these different movements, if you do one thing, you got groups that's going to come and put pressure on the team. Hey, get rid of him. He, you don't need him. This is what happened. But they're young. They're very young. So right. they, they don't take that in consideration, you know. So it's tough. It's even harder out here now, you know. So that's why we definitely, that's why I wanted to sit down with you and share some things with people out there and what I'm doing now is I look at my whole career I go back and look at a lot of videos and that's why I put videos up showing people what I'm doing now I'm still in the gym just because I love the game you know what I mean for no other yeah. reason and wanted to share information with younger guys and like the guys that I represent I have like five or six here now that, that haven't went overseas yet and a lot of it is because of the school they went to so I mean, it's like it's it, it's not really about how good you are sometimes, right, you know. Right. It's about where you right. played and how many and 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 the and the and the lower level you play, the the numbers have to be even crazier. Like if you if you're going to Duke and you average eight, you could still get oh, a yeah. job. But oh, if you yeah. go if you go to school that nobody heard of and you average eight, it, it's over <laughs> for you. Not not you, you never know. It could have been like a crazy situation. Who knows what happened? Right. That year. Like you might you might have had to go see family every exactly. day. Exactly. Maybe not even really play, but they're not they're not trying As, to hear exactly. I try to talk to these coaches and say, listen, you know, they'll kind of take my word, but they still like, uh, give me one or two more days. I know why they're saying that. You mean overseas? Mean overseas? Yeah, overseas. They looking. Yeah, they looking for. It's very, 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 very hard-headed. And I don't even, and I don't think they're um, as progressive as the rest of the world, even even mm -hmm. overseas coaches. Like, because like some of these kids, some there's some guy, there's some players on, uh, online that have like a million followers right. right and they're like they're pretty good players but they didn't go to like right school right you know there's a kid there's a kid i don't know if you heard of him there's a kid named jesse jones his name's jesse jones. um so he's trying to go overseas he's trying to play anywhere overseas the league and the thing is he could play like he played d2 like mm -hmm. he could play ball but if the teams were progressive they would just see this kid got a crazy right. following and if they just put him, if they let him play, like he could play too. It's mm -hmm. not like he can't play. And they they tweet he he puts on his platform their team, like it could bring so much exposure to their team. But they're not even thinking about that. They're thinking <laughs> about like, you know, what school he played at. Oh, it's you know, like like one year out of school. Oh, he it, one year. Oh, he, what, what was he doing? Like it's over for him. You know. I have sat in the gym on the floor with guys, and I and I look at them, and seeing some of the guys crying, saying. I just want to make it, man. If you can just help me. I even shed a couple of tears because I knew the school he went to. And, you know, um, and, and, and a lot of guys say, I'll go anywhere, just get my foot in the door. So I've had people to actually go to places I've never heard of before. And I was like, they was like, get my foot in the door. I said, no, you're not, man. You're chopping it off. Because if you go to that country and you're on that team, it's hard for you to shine because they don't. Yeah, but the kid, but but the Kenny, the kid, had, the kid wasn't in a position that you're in. Like you were in the NBA, so you went to a top level right away. You're right. Once he plays there, they're gonna pigeonhole him. But you what I mean? he has to do, 
is he has to get his game up, you know, because you can go to one of these. Uh, let's say you go to Ireland. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad country. It's not a basketball country, and not have a lot of guys on your team with a lot of IQ, and you can look worse than what you looked in the Division II school because these guys don't know what back the back right. door is. They don't really know what a lob is. I mean, you might have one player on your team or two players that might be okay, but you're not going to have super superstars on in those countries on smaller teams. And that's going to make you look worse because they don't really know how to pass and, you know, the type of passes that you work for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to make. They don't know how to make those passes to you. So you can end up looking worse, <laughs> you know. What I tell kids now is to work on your game and get good down. Because once you get in that, it's going to be like a treadmill. You're going to be going nowhere if you if you don't go to the right school. Like, I'm, I, it's just the facts. Like, it, it's sad to say, but, like, you need to go. Like, if you want to play high level. First of all, most of the guys going overseas are the guys that think they should be in the NBA. Like, those are the guys, not even think, who, who, who just are borderline NBA players. They get the first right. job. The borderline, the borderline NBA guys. Those guys. And so everybody kind of thinks they're a level higher than what they right. really are, you know? So those guys getting the top overseas jobs are really the guys that thought reasonably, like, you know, they put up good numbers at good schools, but quite didn't make the league. They're getting those first jobs. And then there's some other jobs for the rest. But to you got to get on the right path. Right. First, That's what I'm saying. Know, early, early, early right. and young. Once you hit like 23, 24, 25, it gets tougher right. and tougher. Your game has to be, like I said, first of all, it's, it's, it's with the height, first of all. If you're not over 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, I'm not saying you can't go overseas right. and make a, a a good living. But I'm just telling you, if if you're not six five six six now, it, it it you know they always ask me. Oh, he's about six two. Nah, we want somebody about six six. But that's where it's going at now. But they would take a six two kid if he went to Duke and average. Yeah, they <laughs> you know will. what I mean. They will, but <laughs> or or any or any top twenty five. Right, but if them. you look if you look in the <laughs> premier countries, the basketball countries, now you don't really you don't really see a lot of small uh, point guards. You know, you just don't see it because you know right, in right. Europe it seems like they are actually bigger you know, in each position than over here now. You know, I don't know what's right. going on with that. But, yeah, man, it's – um, and then, like I said, you know, um, you have um, – like, you, you just have so many players now that don't want to stick going to school because, you know, they don't understand. That's what I'm saying. You have to stay in school and you have to put up right. numbers. And it's sad that it's sad that in America that we that basketball and school is so connected because it's not like that for the kids growing up overseas. Right. They go from high school right. to the pro. They go to the junior team. Right. And then right. everybody over in Europe have a car. They automatically going to be on the team. You know. Of course. I, I mean, I kind of wish it was like it that. Would here, nice. you know? it, it, it would be yeah. nice. It would be nice because, you know, they, some of these players are already signed to certain teams at 12 <laughs> you know what i'm saying right and some of these kids that are really talented mm -hmm. here they just don't go they don't take the school right. path and, and it just messes exactly. them up you know it's hard out here for people that haven't saved money or don't have a pension plan or something set up they have to come back home to work to help their family members out and stuff like that they can't even really finish right. school they can't even stay in school because they think it's so much about the family. Then they say, okay, I want to try to go overseas or go to the next level. But when they, like you said, when they look at, oh, uh, what happened? He dropped out of school at this. If you ain't made a yeah, name yeah, for yourself, yeah. it's tough. You know? That's why I try to bridge the gap with, like I said, by talking to a lot of the coaches and saying, this is why you should take him. And I'm not telling you this for no 10% uh, uh, commission. Does it work when the kid is not from a top twenty-five school? Do you get him a job in a in a solid? League? Sometimes, if I if if I'm able to, um, one of the things in in being an agent when you're talking in 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 different countries, you have some countries that you can speak English. I mean, they have a lot of translation now that you can actually just type. Right. You usually have it. Usually have an agent over there. Yeah. Partner. Like now, that's the way they have it set up to protect the players. That you know what I mean. They have an agent right. there that, you know, will represent the player. You just kind of, you know what I mean, make make sure that uh, everything is good on this end and that agent makes sure that everything is good for the player on that end. That cause Right. But a lot of these agents really work directly more with the team and that's who's in their best interest. Yeah, pretty much because they also yeah. represent the coach a lot of times. Sometimes they represent the coach as right. well. So this is a big um, business as well, man, you know, because I know some agents – you gave him a basketball, told him to shoot a free throw. He wouldn't even know how to hold the ball to shoot the form or nothing. So you know why he's in it. Like with me, 
I'm in the gym with them. I'm running up and down playing. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people when they get into the agent business, they think it's all glitz and glamour, right. but it's really so it's so much hard work and there's so much little things right. you have to do. So it's not all fun no, and games. No, you know? it's not at all because they say sometimes I get he don't do nothing. He better the my players on the bench is better than him. But see, they talk yeah, yeah. a good game on this side. But see, when they get there. And then it's not just basketball. You have to live outside of basketball. You know, the food might not be to your life, and you might not be around a McDonald's. I'm... No, it takes it takes an open-minded person to have a long. Oh career, yeah, obviously. man, you got to be able to. You yeah. know, you got to be a people person. You know, you got to be somebody that um, understand what he's doing, and and you know, right. and like I said, a lot of these kids just see the bling bling. Now I want to come back and get this. I want to come back and do this. I want. No, man, it's it's not like that now. You know, yeah, that's why you see a lot of people trying to go overseas, and once they get out there, they exactly because it's it's tough, especially you know Israel is pretty easy to be in. Um, Argentina, um, you know, you don't have a lot of English speaking people there, but you got to make your way. I mean, plenty of times I went in these places that um this, you know, and I push myself, you know, and people like that when you you pushing yourself and. They see that you're not walking around with an ego. Well, you were very, you were very down to earth. Yeah, so, that so that's what I was telling yeah. you. So, I mean, some people, you know, some people, they, there's Americans that go out there and they, they're they're in the club with, with you know, on the wall, like they don't <laughs> talk to anybody. It was a little bit different because I embraced everything about, um, um, where the basketball right. took me, the lifestyle. I would go to people houses and sit with them, and they looking at me sometimes like. He's like like Omar Stoudemire. He's in Jerusalem now, and he and and I I try I wanted to try to reach out to him because you know I've been there for so long, speak Hebrew and so. I mean, and it was the same team, even though it's exactly. And so, like with him, even somebody like him that was a really premier player in the NBA, he was like Jerusalem is where I want to be. I mean, you know, he was like this is you know from the interviews that I saw and that I heard, you know, that's that's the feeling of of. Uh, Jerusalem. I don't know. That's how it hit me, you know, and 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 it seemed right. like that's what it's doing for him. You know what I mean? And um, is there anything you would have changed about your career going looking backwards or not? Maybe, you know, because as high as I was ranked in high school, I think if I had just went, maybe a couple of years. Uh, University of North Carolina, where I signed at. Like I said, I've been knowing Dean Smith and Roy Williams and and all of them since I was 10. I signed a letter of of an intent with them when I was in the ninth grade. I mean, I still got drafted, but I knew that I would probably been drafted higher if I had maybe went to one or two years of uh, school. Not not just to get drafted higher, but it would have put me in a situation where I wouldn't have to maybe wait my turn because where I got drafted at, it would have just automatically catapulted me into, okay, boom, maybe a starting position from the beginning as opposed as opposed right. to saying, okay, you got to wait your turn. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think right. that's the only thing that maybe I wish I had a, been a little bit more patient. You know what I'm saying? Because um, yeah, when you come out uh, ranked, um, when you come out drafted high, a high pick, and you know you're gonna hit, you're gonna be thrust right into the lineup. So right. for me, I think that was the only reason. That that's the only thing that I felt like I maybe should have been a little bit more patient in. But everything else, man, I feel like it was God's plan. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, everything that happened. You know, my kids born in Israel, and me having an opportunity to to, to see the world. Um, one thing. Let me tell you something, man. Something that's serious. One thing I asked God, I said, God, I love this game so much when I was young. I said, I just want to be able to play with the best. So it's not like today where they're breeding their kids to go to the NBA, you know. I just I just want to be able to play with the best. And 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 so I had that opportunity, played, was in the dunk contest in 91. You know, Jordan picked me to win. You know, I think a lot of – they saw my talent and what I could do. I did a lot of that with Indiana. You, you, you played against MJ? Yeah. Yeah, I played against yeah. Magic. I played against Bird, you know. I played against Bird and Magic, right. you know what I'm saying? So, you know. Who, who you feel is better between Bird and Magic? 
wow, man, because Bird could shoot his butt off. And then we had the rifleman, Chuck Person. So, you know, I, you know, I think Bird was because, I mean, Magic was mostly a distributor of the ball. I mean, he could score because he was right. tall, but Bird would light you up from outside, inside, and, you know. Bird's, Bird's prime was crazy. He was like 39 mm-hmm. and 9 or whatever mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that his back, his back, kind of like shortened his career a little bit. Man, I learned a lot being in the NBA during that era, man. You know, um, like I said, that's the yeah. only thing that I think I probably would have been a little bit more patient, maybe going to one or two years. But like I said, man, I've seen the world, man. You know, a lot of players that's played in the NBA haven't been in a lot of the countries that I've been in. You know what I'm saying? And no, yeah, you realize, you realize what it's all yeah. about when you get older. Yeah, you know? so. Yeah. The experiences that I have are like amazing, and I always look back at it. You know what I mean? Just from playing overseas, exactly. being in Den, being in Denmark, being in Israel, countries I would never ever be in. I might not have left New York ever if it wasn't. Yeah, possible, that's know what, what I mean? I'm saying. And I probably, yeah. like I said, been in all these different countries, man. And you know, I've probably been in over. I don't know how many countries I've been in. You know, over the years that I've been playing, you know, and and just right. amazing that. I'm still able to go in the gym today and people thinking I'm 20, 29 and 30 just because of what they see me doing. You know what I mean? So right, 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 so that right. right there solidified, make me think like, Kenny, you know, it, it was God's plan. It was his gift. And that's one of the reasons why I stayed in Israel for so long, because I felt like I was home, you know, where I got my gift from, you know what I'm saying? Other than my right. parents, you know, other than being born, you know, to my mom and dad DNA that gave me these uh, talents. But at the same time, I just think he, you know, he brought me to his 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 land. You know what I mean? And and um, right. I have kids there now, and I'm always going to be connected to Israel. I have a very strong uh, sense of just wanting to be in Israel all the time. You know what I'm saying? And um, and uh, for now, I'm posted up right here. But you know, they call me the wizard, so you never know. Another year or two, <laughs> there's no telling where I may be. You know. There it is, episode 47. Big shouts to Kenny for joining in. It would mean the world to me, man. Really important to me. Really, really important to me. If you leave a five-star rating and a friendly comment, right on your Apple Podcast app. Share this episode, man. Share it everywhere on all your social media platforms. I would greatly appreciate it. Be on the lookout for episode 48. Combo out.